It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And this week, yes, we're operating portable again. This is VK4BB. Now, in the news, VK4EA at WRC23 prep conference. VK2ZRH, his second preview of your latest AR magazine. Housekeeping and when supplying club Hamfest news, remember in the audio only edition we cannot mention special offers from sponsors, clients, nor advertise raffles if they can be bought online and the buyer does not have to be at the event. And of course, the old chestnut we cannot mention second hand goods for sale, especially by providing phone numbers, etc. So, with that and being Sunday morning, time to get out of bed. Lay your hands on the radio, turn up the volume and settle back. This is the WIA News for week commencing July 30. I'm VK4BB Graham. Stop playing with that radio of yours. I'm trying to get to sleep. Connecting Australian radio amateurs, the Wireless Institute of Australia and the weekly news service continues. We are VK1WIA. G'day and greetings again from Turrbal and Yagara country. This is Peter VK4EA on behalf of the WIA Board. I've been fortunate to be chosen to be part of the WI delegation to the August WIC 2023 prep conference to be held at the Sofitel Hotel in Brisbane. My employer is a good one. They provide volunteer leave. So I've taken the week off to to attend as an observer. Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, and Peter Picorni, VK2EMR, are the WIA delegates for this prep session and the main event to be held in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, in November this year. Interesting to note, there's an agenda item concerning 23 centimetres. We'll keep you informed while we advocate for continued access to amateur spectrum. A particular concern to me personally is the threat to the remainder of the 9 centimetre band. As you may be aware, ZL lost all of 9 centimetres, not even a small slice is available to them. I hope we can at least continue to be able to use 3300 to 3399 megs. Now the push comes to shove, at least we can have access to a small slice at 3398 megahertz. We don't need that much. The old saying comes to mind, use it or lose it. I've got the full support of the board to increase the WIA digital footprint. A group of keen, technology savvy volunteers are needed to help us promote the hobby using social media platforms. Are you able to devote some time to help us create some great content? If so, please get in touch via the WIA Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, Twitter, all that old-fashioned means, email. My email address is vk4ea at wia.org.au. Our insurance briefing session conducted via Teams a few months ago was a resounding success. At the end of the session, I proposed to the attendees to have more of these briefing slash information sessions. So, Club Presidents, please reserve the 27th of September for a chat with the Board. If you cannot attend, please nominate a delegate. More info coming later this month. And over the last few months I've been visiting clubs <coughs> located in South East Queensland within a couple of hours drive of my home QTH. And I haven't been pelted with rocks yet, so thanks to those clubs I've visited so far, I appreciate you listening. I'm planning on going to the Summerland Hamfest uh, in September, so if you see me in my black uh, WA polo shirt, hit me up with some questions. And for any clubs that have not heard from me locally and would like to chat, please contact me via email, again, vk4ea at wia.org.au, 
I'm happy to visit in person if it's not too far away and there's always a video conference option. Cheers for now, this has been Peter, VK3A for the WIA board. Hey dudes, this is Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. About that freshly squeezed juice, I haven't finished with last week's orange yet. More juice. Some of you will have your print copy of the magazine already. I must remind those grumpy gents among you that prefer the digital edition. Your PDF is now available for download. Some members swing both ways, print and PDF. Yours truly included. Okay, here comes the juice about what else is in the latest issue. If you did manage to attend the 2023 Annual General Meeting of the WIA in person or by Zoom, we have an article on highlights of the AGM that I've pinned around a panoply of pictures from the camera of Steve Green, VK2STG. He even caught some people smiling. The AGM was the occasion for announcing various awards, among which were those for the awesome efforts of AR magazine authors. That one's a must-read. Picking up on the issue's theme of promoting amateur radio and the AR clubs, there's more to what I told you last week. Keeping it topical and on message, a golden opportunity to promote ham radio arrives every year. It's the annual Scouts and Guides Jamboree on the Air. It returns in October, along with its partner, Jamboree on the Internet, Jota and Jyoti. Richard, VK2SKY, has it covered on how to take advantage of the promotional opportunity. But wait, who remembers that the World Radio Conference arrives in September? These WRCs throw up both opportunities for more privileges and threats to our existing licence conditions. There's been a growing threat for some time from satellite interests to our 2030 centimetre band, 1240, to 1300 megs. We have an article from our man in Geneva, Dale VK1DSH, about the looming threat from the Radio Navigation Satellite Service. RNSS is the acronym. If you have it, open your magazine or PDF and turn to page 28 and learn what Dale did in Dallas. For those that enjoy a tall tale but true, this issue's West News column from Will VK6UU relates the story of how VK6REX 2-metre repeater came to be installed atop a 387-metre tall tower in Exmouth on the West Australian mid-north coast. In the old money, 387 metres is 1,270 feet. This article comes complete with must-see pictures. Don't look down. Quite a triumph. No radio amateurs were harmed in the installation of VK6REX. Speaking of triumphs, WIA historian Peter VK3RV completes his story on the centenary of the Trans-Pacific Tests. The hard work of a few forward-thinking innovators proved that the Pacific Ocean could be spanned by radio and with transmitters running less than 2 watts. Talking of centenaries... We have another article in the series celebrating 100 years of organised amateur radio in Tasmania. This time, it's a brief history of WIA and local amateur radio group broadcasts in VK7. 
It's profusely illustrated with portraits of many broadcasters from over the years. Newcomer's Notebook in Issue 4 covers the ins and outs of op-amps. Jules VK3JFP curates op-amp configurations for the curious. The Alara column from Jenny VK3WQ sets out the details for the 43rd Alara contest this year, along with other news. If you apply to one of the WIADX awards between April and June, or you're looking to see who among your tribe got a Guernsey, Mark, okay, 3OHM, has the listings. That's not all the juice, but enough from me for now. Amateur Radio Magazine, Volume 91, Issue Number 4 for 2023. More guts, less gab. Serving Australian radio amateur dudes for 90 years. Available in print and online. Always published to a schedule, never random, no quarter given. This has been AR Magazine Editor-in-Chief Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now with international news, Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. When push comes to shove, right around the world it seems frequencies are under pressure. For WIA News viewers and readers, if you have a UK amateur licence, you may want to weigh in on this issue affecting the 6 gigahertz band. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, reporting for AR Newsline, explained how Ofcom is exploring a system of what it calls hybrid sharing of the upper portion of the 6 gigahertz band to accommodate both licensed mobile use and low-power license-exempt Wi-Fi in the UK. The regulator wants to find an appropriate system that would increase capacity successfully because of industry interest in supporting an ongoing growth in traffic. Ofcom believes that because Wi-Fi routers are based indoors and mobile transmitters are mostly outdoors, hybrid sharing mechanisms can and should be developed to allow the users to coexist. The regulator also believes there is also potential for what it calls international harmonisation of hybrid sharing on the band. Industry members, or others with a stake in the use of this band, can submit comments to Ofcom no later than the 15th of September. FCC Pirate Radio Sweeps Turn to Miami The Commission is conducting enforcement sweeps of the top five radio markets where illegal broadcasts are a problem. The FCC's Enforcement Bureau has issued nine warnings to landowners and property managers in the Miami, Florida area for apparently allowing illegal broadcasting from their properties. The FCC may issue a fine, upwards of $2 million, if it determines that the accused parties continue to permit or engage in pirate radio activity. The Commission announced an increase to its maximum fines under the Pirate Act, which became law more than three years ago and provides for much bigger penalties than in the past. The FCC has since sent letters to property owners in the second biggest city in the Sunshine State. The most recent batch of notices of illegal pirate radio broadcasting sent on Friday, July 21 target properties identified by FCC Enforcement Bureau field agents as sources of pirate radio transmissions. These notices formally alert landowners and property managers of the illegal broadcasting activity occurring on their property and outline potential consequences. The Audio Engineering Society has published recommendations about loudness for streaming and on-demand audio. 
Implementing these guidelines will provide consistent loudness and appropriate playback loudness range will reduce audio quality degradation from excessive limiting, will preserve the original artistic intent and will improve the listening experience, the organisation stated. A computer hacker who once was on the FBI's most wanted list and who described himself as possessing the world's most expensive amateur radio licence has become a silent key. According to several online obituaries, by the time he was 16 years old, Kevin had already sharpened his software skills, gaining unauthorised access to computer systems. Ultimately, it was his illegal download of software from Digital Equipment Corporation in the 1980s that led to a massive manhunt, his conviction and a five-year prison term. Having become a ham radio operator at the age of 13, he wished to return to the air once he was released from prison and spent more than $16,000 on legal fees to petition the FCC for a licence renewal. He succeeded, saying afterward that as a result, he possessed the most expensive amateur radio licence in the world. Kevin was aged 59. Weird and wonderful, close encounters of the radio kind. Do you believe in unidentified flying objects? Well, whether you do or you don't, as long as you believe in amateur radio, you'll be interested in this weird and wonderful, which comes to us via Amateur Radio Newsline and Kent Peterson, KC0DGY. It's no secret that Pete Goldan, KD0SQJ, and his fellow club members in the Midwest have been seeing flying saucers for quite some time. The flying disks hover with great tenacity on the landing page of the website for N0FOO, which identifies the Minnesota group by its formal club name, Hams of Insignificant Value. Ah, but the amateur's true worth is actually as great as the universe itself. And thanks to these hams, visitors in a nearby Wisconsin village are about to have a close encounter of the radio kind. The village of Elmwood considers itself the UFO capital of the state based on residents' claims of having had so many sightings over the years. It is, therefore, not insignificant that for the first time in the festival's 44-year history, there will be sightings of amateur radio operators calling QRZ on the HF bands. They bring a message of peace. Take me to your feed line. The club will have operators on the air with the club call sign N0FOO from July 28th to the 30th. Let's face it. Having amateur radio operators at a UFO festival is proof that there is indeed intelligent life on this planet. Be listening from anywhere on Earth, or even beyond. VK1WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Now, contest-wise, the RSGB Ida contest is on now, 29.30 July 2023. The RSGB Ida Contest, using the Islands on the Air concept, was created in 1993. This is now a major international event, attracting thousands of participants from all over the world. Radio amateurs have travelled to islands around the globe and putting them on air this weekend, making contacts with other islands and with those who are chasing islands. Home stations send a signal report and serial number with stations on island sending their IOTA reference number. August 12-13, Remembrance Day Contest. This contest commemorates the Australian amateurs who died during World War II. A perpetual trophy is awarded annually to the Australian state or territory with the best performance. 
the winning state or territory is also given a certificate as they are leading entrants. Not a contest, but this is a reminder now that International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend is the third weekend of August, which in 2023 is 19 and 20 August. August 26-27, a Lara contest. Combined phone and CW run over 24 hours. Saturday 0600 hours UTC till Sunday 0559 hours UTC. All HF bands except 160 meters and WAC bands. Echo Link will also be accepted. October Oceania DX OCDX contest. Contest dates, times. Phone the first four weeks in October each year. 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0600 hours UTC Sunday. CW. Second full weekend in October from 0600 hours UTC Saturday to 0600 hours UTC Sunday. DX window. CN Morocco. Michelle. F5 LRL is operating from near Kinidra as CN2 DX until August 16 from 46 metres using CW and SSB mainly in his morning and evening. QSL CN2DX via home call, which again is F5LRL. TF Iceland. MEC SQ7BC and Cassia SQ7OYL will be operating as TF stroke SP7BC June, July 27 and August 17. They are travelling by motorhome, so are able to take all their needed amateur radio equipment. They're planning to be active on 14 MHz bands. Myanmar. QRV is XZ2B from Yangon until the end of September. Activity is on 15, 12, 10 and 6 metres using CW. QSL via JH3SIF. Now some repeater news, etc. from South Australia. Hi all, this is Nathan, VK5DAD from the South Coast Amateur Radio Club. Our Wollongi Hill repeater, VK5RSV, 2 metres, and our APRS Digipeter are back on the operational antennas after the tower works has now been completed, with IRLP and Airco Link enabled. On the 3rd of August at 7.30pm at our Club rooms at Seaford Meadow Scout Hall Railway Parade, a tech talk will be given by Grant, VK5GR, on Ritty and Ritty contesting. The VK5ARC Club call sign will again this year be competing in the Lighthouse Lightship Weekend from Point Malcolm, and we look forward to the contacts. Our station number is AU0029. 73s from Nathan, VK5DAD, on behalf of the South Coast Amateur Radio Club. Thanks, Nathan. And from the south, it's back here to the north, where it's raining, to sign off this week's operational news. From Ingham, I'm Felix, VK, 4FUQ. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, vk 3 F. And a very good day to you. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Balloons Whiskey 5 Kilo Uniform Bravo 113 has now completed over 290 days of flight that is about 17 times around the world 
altitude is still holding the same as at launch and the flight balloon team are hoping that 113 can exceed one year in flight. Their W5KUB-112 flew for 320 days before the transmitter died and it's thought it is still flying and past the one-year mark, but they can't confirm that. Hopefully 113 will achieve and confirm a one-year flight. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier EO88, with its 70 centimetre to 2 metre linear transponder, having spent a trouble-free six years and five months in space, finally re-entered the Earth's atmosphere and burnt up on Tuesday 18th of July. Having originally been launched into a 500-kilometre orbit, EO88 had reduced in altitude rapidly over the past year due to the increased level of solar activity. Remarkably, some of the last frames of telemetry were captured as the IU CubeSat passed over the southwestern United States. The final 90 seconds show a rapid rise in temperature across all the satellite subsystems. The last frame of data was captured by David WB0IZO in New Mexico at 181854 UTC, showing the antenna temperatures operating about 40 degrees above normal. EURSAT-1 is a small pocket cube 1.5p, which is 8 by 5 by 5 centimetres, much smaller than a CubeSat. Unfortunately, this Spanish satellite has had a problem with the deployment of the antennas and, as such, has been designated NORAD Object 56992. However, EURSAT-1 is currently transmitting telemetry, CW and SSTV images despite the reduced capability of the antenna system. Philippine CubeSats Maya 5 and Maya 6 have been deployed. The primary mission is to provide digital message relay service to the amateur radio community by means of an APRS Digipeter on board. The APRS Digipeter on board the CubeSats will use 145.825 MHz for both receive and transmit. Another mission of the CubeSats is to demonstrate a data message store and forward system in line with universal amateur radio text and email messaging. The CubeSats also carry commercial off-the-shelf cameras which will take images of the participating countries from space for promotional and educational awareness. A downlink on 437.375 MHz and APRS activities on 145.825 MHz have been coordinated. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA. OC067, Huani Island. Did you? F6BCW is operating as FOF. F6BCW from Huani Island, OC067, until October from 160 to 6 metres using CW and SSB. QSL via home call F6BCW and LOTW. Croatia, stations 9A7YY, 9AS53Z, 9AS54W, 9AS58MU, 
9AS500 and 9AS50X are all active from Viz Island IOTA EU016 until August 1st on 80 to 10 metres using CW and SSB. This includes being active in the RSGB IOTA contest and QSL direct to home calls. Isle of Man, G3TTC, plans to be QRV as Golf Delta 3 Tango Tango Charlie on 40 to 10 metres using SSB, also in the RSGB IOTA contest. QSL to home call G3TTC. And USA, K3LR Superstation will host Young Hams during the RSGB IOTA contest July 29th. With more on this, fresh from his appearance on this month's AR Magazine cover, is Alec, VK2APC. Thank you, Bruce. US company DX Engineering has a long history of supporting We Young Hams. The company recognises the importance of extending opportunities to the youngsters who represent the future of amateur radio. In the spirit of being Elmers, one of the hallmarks of this great hobby, CEO Tim Duffy, K3LR has gotten behind many youth-oriented efforts. Youth participants Catherine KE8LQR, Grace KE8RJU, Lily W8LIL, Agnes Wagner AD8IR and Ben Wagner AD8FQ will be operating on July 29th from the K3LR Superstation in Western Pennsylvania during the 2023 RSGB IOTA Contest, which runs from July 29th, 1-200 Zulu, to July 30th, 1-200 Zulu time. The group will be using the W3Y special call sign. Prior to arriving, participants and parents will be treated to lunch and a tour of the DX Engineering headquarters in Ohio. The adventure is also being sponsored by Dayton Amateur Radio Association. Giving young amateur radio enthusiasts the chance to operate from a well-equipped, powerful station can be a life-changing experience, says Tim K3LR. We've hosted some truly talented youngsters at K3LR, and it's always amazing to watch them work with such skill and poise. I look forward to seeing what Island Group's W3Y will be putting in their logbooks on July 29th, said Tim. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Now back to Sunny Bendigo and Bruce, VK3 Triple F. Thanks, Alec, and congratulations on being on the magazine cover. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. We'll give you the scrub of the story in Rescue Radio, but it may have been better under Maritime. As we know, it's the winner of the great race that gets the glory, but volunteers make sure they know how every bathtubber is faring at all times. The loyal Nanimo Bathtub Society this year is saluting the contributions that the Nanimo Amateur Radio Association has made to the event over the years in keeping bathtubbers accounted for and safe when out on the water. Well before the racers head out into the harbour to start the great international world championship bathtub race, NARA volunteers will have set up checkpoints on land at Berry Point 
on Gabriella Island, on the Winchelsea Islands and at Neck Point and will be at Bathtub Control on the 11th floor of the Coast Bastion Hotel. They will also have volunteers at the boat ramps to track tubbers who don't make it all the way around the course. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F from sunny Bendigo. 2023 social scene. VK4 and VK6. They're the two states running ham fests next month, August. In VK4, it's the Redcliffe Car Boot Sale, Saturday the 26th of August at the Clubhouse Kippering. And in VK6, on August 20, Northern Corridor Radio Group's Hamfest. The location of the Hamfest is the Cyril Jackson Community Hall in Bassendine, which is conveniently located for easy access by car and public transport. The Hamfest starts at 9am and will finish around 12pm when the raffle prize winners will be announced. This year the NCRG has a fantastic array of raffle prizes available. Details are available on the NCRG Facebook page and the club website. Please don't miss out. When you're at the event, please visit the NCRG club table to see the progress the club is making on its Earth Moon Earth station. It's nearly complete and ready to roll. Many exhibitors are lining up for this year's event, such as Flex Radio, QSL Comms, Ted Entron, Bushcom and a range of local amateur radio clubs. John VK6NU will be promoting summits on the air also, so if you're interested in this facet of amateur radio, drop by and have a chat with John. Don't miss out on your chance to snap up a deal and catch up with on-air friends for a coffee and a chat. If you're interested in selling at the Hamfest, please don't hesitate to contact me, Brad Peters, VK6BAP. See you there. And with that, again, Operating Portable, I'm Graham, VK4, Baker Baker. Walk softly. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.